Welcome to Leadership Talk, the official Waymaker podcast, the place for conversations about leadership, strategy, and technology that help make business improvement business as usual. Welcome to Leadership Talk, the official Waymaker podcast. I am your host, Craig, and with me is Stuart Leo, CEO and founder of Waymaker. How are you, Stu? I'm good, thank you, Craig. How are you? I'm I'm excellent. I'm very, very well. Back into the rhythm of things. Um, Well, it is March, I guess. (laughs) It's about time I got back into the rhythm. But I feel like I am. I feel like I am. Let's do a series on operating rhythms. <laughs> and, and All right. Could we, could we go the nine, the nine-month year by Waymaker? <laughs> yeah. This uh, this podcast is all about achieving more while doing less. And, uh, <laughs> Jack, I've just put Jack. all my less at the front half of the year. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh, I like that. Let's uh, <laughs> that's let's the ethos. Un- let's unpack that. We won't. We're, we're, we're <clears> going to unpack that now, though. Um, Stu. The last couple of episodes, we've talked about um, mindsetting, mm, mm. and we kind of found ourselves in this place last episode of talking about the five leadership postures, yes. and we kind of did a high-level review of what those were, and we thought it was maybe important to, to dive a little deeper into each of those. So, this is episode, you know, two, I guess, or whatever, of, of a six-part Yes, episode yes. <laughs> series that, that, that's on right. the leadership postures. Which um, intricately, intimately, and intrinsically, uh, <laughs> if you like my alliteration there, uh, linked to mindsets. And because it's through the foundation of the right mindsets that uh, we can trans- transfer ourselves through these different postures. Hmm. And it's... And it's only through these different postures that we'll be able to build the right mindsets to be the leaders we need to be. So uh, I hope that kind of makes sense to our listeners. But we, we kicked off the discussion around what are mindsets. We, we dealt a couple of episodes in mindsets and mindset theory. We took our hats off to Nadal for winning the Australian Open. Hmm. We talked about how to uh, change habits and we learnt the five responsibilities of a leader and Mm -hmm. we set up the role of leadership. And I want you to take those five responsibilities and recognise that those five responsibilities of a leader uh, apply in all five of these postures. So, uh, Craig, what were they? The the think plan. Execute. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> you did this to me so, last episode. I, I did, didn't I? I not, but I could tell you what the, the five postures of a leader Because <laughs> you're prepared for this podcast and I'm going back three episodes. That's right. It was, it was think, plan, inspire, equip and empower. And, mm-hmm. and at every posture, uh, we're going to apply think, plan, inspire, equip and empower. There you go. I almost forgot them. Mm-hmm. Through each of the five postures, which are? The curious leader. The persistent leader, the empowering leader, the wise leader, and the inspirational leader. Now, Stu, while I'm on this, the thesis here mm. um, is that we change, we change our leadership posture depending mm. on the stage of growth of our organization. 
That is the part of the diamond right there. Uh, yep. Let's think about our leadership as a diamond. Uh, we're travelling up this leadership curve, this growth curve, going through different stages of organisational growth and different postures of leadership are required at different stages. So think of that as just moving the diamond slightly. Ultimately, great leaders have all five dimensions and are able to reflect the light, uh, so to speak, if you, if you stick with my analogy, uh, according to the stage of growth. And <clears throat> you'll build your leadership skills and systems and competencies and capabilities as you apply these five postures. We don't want you to be one of these postures constantly. That, that's one-dimensional, lacks dynamic, dynamism, whatever the word is. Uh, we want you to be adaptive. We want you to think about the context and apply the right content into that situation. And that's the big difference. That's the big idea. Yeah. Great. All right. So this episode, we're going to talk about the curious leader. Okay. We touched mm. on it last episode, but we're going to dive deep into this. So um, Stu, firstly, why don't you tell us uh, about the curious leader and what growth stage the curious leader is most effective Yes, the curious leader is built for ideation. Mm -hmm. So, so the ideation phase of the the journey, the the, the growth stage, is is the very beginning of of any journey. Mm -hmm. It's where we have an idea or we discover something about the world around us. Mm. We either have the problem ourselves, we see a problem in others, we sometimes we stumble across a solution, an invention, mm. and go. Can they solve a problem? And so the curious leader uh, is the, the leader who is all about ideating. And yep. the, their big idea, uh, no pun intended, uh, is to discover new ideas and problems to solve. They are adventurers. They're, dis they're, they're the Christopher Columbuses of organisational growth. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, they're the scientists almost of, uh, of, this, of this stage. This, this is where uh, it, it – and it's, you know, it's so much more than just seeing a problem or, or having an idea. Um, mm. You know, one of, one, of, one of the books I treasure is a book you gave to me many, 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 many years ago, which we've referenced on our different podcasts over the years. You know the one I'm talking about, The Art of the Start by none other Guy Kawasaki. And, um, and I think uh, 20 years ago, you wrote in the cover, you know, here's to you, ideas, man, go away and conquer your, your next business. Um, uh, you remember that? That was nice. Yeah, that's, there you go. There you go. High fives <laughs> to, my, to my matey. Um, <laughs> um, you haven't given me one since, but hey. Um, <laughs> All right, note to self. <laughs> I don't think I've given you one. <laughs> um, the point being is it's more than just having ideas. It's, it's actually uh, working on those ideas and nailing them down into the problem. Yeah, okay. So, Stu, in each of these postures, we kind of identify like the must-do actions, the rewards if we do those actions, but also the risks and the learning outcomes that we can uh, experience in this phase. I guess, mm. or, or, or in this posture. So if we talk about leadership, um, the leadership posture of the curious leader and the growth stage of the organization is in the ideation stage or the, uh, you know, discovering problems to solve stage. Mm. Um, 
let's let's start with what are the must do actions um, for this type of leader. So uh, we break up in, in all of these must do actions. Yeah, we have a context on leading. Who are we leading? Mm-hmm. And and the very first person we lead, and we, we talked about this a little bit last week. The very first person we lead is ourselves. Yep. And so the must do action is actually to learn to lead ourselves. We're, we're putting down the very first leadership skills. Uh, you know, if I, can, if I can put it this way, can I get, about, get out of bed on, in the morning in time to get out and do my research? Can mm. I be disciplined enough to go and call 20 customers? Can I... Start my year in January, not March. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, exactly, yeah. And, and so the, the very first person we're leading is leading ourselves. Do we have to lead ourselves perfectly to move on to the next stage? No, but if we can't get the basics right in leading ourselves, our own self-disciplines, our own core functions and approaches to work, well, who's going to give us money? Who's mm. going to sign up to work with us? Who's going to trust us? You know, this is kind of kind of leadership 101, yep. one, being ourselves. So the must-do action is we've got to learn to lead ourselves. And yep. uh, we want to lead ourselves in the discipline of finding a valuable problem. So I love the story of, um, of 3M and... Uh, you know, their innovation approach and how many amazing products they've developed. But how the story around post-it notes was, and, and, and look, I'll miss out a whole bunch of detail here, but I don't think post-it notes were ever invented to be post-it notes. Rather, 3M came up with a glue that allowed you to stick and unstick certain products. Yes. And that led to... An idea. So the idea was, can we create a glue? And I, I don't know if it was for NASA or something like someone crazy like that. But the idea was, can we create a glue that allows you to stick and unstick? Because that may have great application. Mm. But actually, a product that fell out of that innovation was a post-it note. And I don't know how many trillions of post-it notes have been sold in the last, however, twenty or thirty years since post-it notes were invented. But but whilst they had the innovation and the idea, they spent the time and the effort finding a problem to solve. And, and sometimes you have the problem first and then you develop solutions and sometimes you have a solution first and you go, wow, that's cool. That's, that's a cool idea. Does it solve a problem? And to be frank, in my view, both are equally valid. I, mm. I think you can, you can do a, go about it whichever way you like, but you've got to find the problem at this stage if you haven't found the problem at this stage then you've lost something so you'll you'll build the foundations uh not on a problem but on a dream and as we all know that's dangerous so the must do actions lead yourself and where do we want to lead ourselves to we want to lead ourselves to finding a valuable problem a valuable problem to solve you mean right yeah you you actually don't have to have solved the problem Mm mm-hmm Actually, that's, that's, that's actually the aha in this stage. Uh, you're not out to solve the problem of the problem. You're out to solve the problem of finding the valuable problem. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're not there yet. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. if you haven't found a valuable problem to solve, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have an organisation to run. Yeah. Because the, the next stage is about 
market fit and refining the product or the solution or the service to solve the problem. Don't worry about the solution to the problem yet. You may have come across the solution and have an idea. It may not be the end solution. Yep. But if you can't find a valuable problem at this stage, that's actually the thing you've got to do. You've got to go out and find a valuable problem. And in, and in business world, that's about a, a customer. That's about a, a, a constituent who says, yes, I have this problem. I have this pain. I'm feeling pain, emotional or functional or social, mm. and, and, and I don't have a solution to this pain, and I want to tell you about my pain. <laughs> uh, we're, looking, we're looking for pain. We're actually not yet looking to relieve the pain yet. We're, we're not too concerned about that. We're looking for pain. So we need to go and find pain, and preferably that pain needs to um, – uh, fit into what we'd call TAM, SAM, and SOM. TAM, total addressable market. SAM, um, serviceable addressable market. And SOM, serviceable obtainable market. Um, so, so how big is this market with the, mm -hmm. that this pain lives in? Um, and, and so a valuable problem is a problem that either a small amount of people will pay an enormous amount of money for yep. or a large number of people will pay a large amount of money for or anything in between. So yes. uh, we want to find pain that has value. Now, That's good. let me just yeah, yeah. Let me just stay there because I, I had a very business context. You may be a not-for-profit um, listening to this and sometimes the pain to relieve isn't about um, value creation in currency maybe that value creation could be in other services or pain relief. Uh, don't, don't ignore those either. I, I just wanted to hat tip to the rest of the marketplace there and the community. Mm -hmm. Okay, Stu, so the curious leader, ideation stage, must do actions, lead yourself, find a valuable problem. So what are some of the rewards? Um, yeah, yeah. This, this, the, 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 the rewards, the things you get from this stage uh, – and, and entrepreneurs will love this. Uh, researchers love this because the reward is discovering and exploring new opportunities. It's giving yeah. yourself license to jump to on dream. that ship. To dream. Yeah. Jump on the ship and, and head west, head east. See if you can mm. find land. Prove mm. your hypothesis. Mm -hmm. and, and that's wonderful. So we've got to dream. We've got to take action. We've got to explore. Uh, We've got to get into the fields of anthropology and consumer psychology and research and all those fun things. And, and we're looking for the discovery and exploration of pain. That sounds quite sadomasochistic. What's the word? Sadomasochistic. I couldn't even say it. Yep. <laughs> there. Okay. So clearly we're, not a <laughs> we're clearly not a podcast about that. But uh, um, we, you know, we, we've got to pursue the pain, uh, pursue the problem. The other reward... What will drop out of this is that we will find a potential niche. We may not really drill into the niche completely yet, but we'll find it. We'll find a segment and we'll find a niche. We'll find the people who have the greatest amount of pain, as, as a good friend often says, you know, whose hair is burning the most? Um, <laughs> and, um, and I love that phrase, uh, you know, who's got the burning hair? Uh, everybody may have some pain, but it's those that have the burning hair that will take action on the pain. So, you know, they'll, they'll buy whatever you're selling to put that burning hair out and mm. 
Uh, and so you want to drill into those. You want to find that niche. So the must-do actions, lead yourself, lead yourself to find the valuable problem, the rewards, uh, discovering and exploring your opportunity. That's such a license to go and dream and explore. Uh, and you will find a niche. You will find the, the people with the burning hair. For what it's worth, um, I was listening to an uh, entrepreneur. Uh, I was actually doing an entrepreneur training course online, just Great. as you do. Um, and uh, one of the things that they talked about, about finding problems or, uh, and, and valuable problems, was that when you're using a product and you're frustrated with it or whatever, like jump online and check out the reviews and don't read the five-star reviews because they're sensationalized. Don't read the one-star reviews because people, you know, have obviously had, you know, a bugbear. But read the three-star reviews because they're the ones that are going to be the people that are actually honest about the value of the product but where it could be better. Um, and, and I just thought that was an interesting way of identifying where you could find a niche in a market that maybe people are already trying to solve a problem, but they're not solving it as well as they could. I like that. That is a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. Hand, handy, handy hints and tips. There you go. From Craig. Uh, from Craig. That's awesome. I can feel a new, I can feel a new segment coming along in our podcast. This could we? Good. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I'd, I'd All right, like letters, that. letters to the editor. All right. So, hey, Stu, could, could must we, do it. By the way, yeah. <laughs> could we get a sound effect on that? <laughs> I think what, we need this one. No, 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 no. Just oh, for, yeah, for this future upcoming. Definitely. Stuff. All right. I'll I, do an intro. I'll do a mini oh, intro. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd be remiss if we didn't reference the scientific method uh, at this point, which because we're, we're, we're practicing science. Yes, you know, and the scientific method, which every you know year seven science student gets to learn, which is observe, question, research, hypothesize, test with an experiment, analyze the data and the results, and develop some conclusions. And that's that's the that's the leading yourself process to discovering of a valuable problem that you really want to bake into some of your self disciplines. Um, and that's, that's a healthy thing. What, the observation or the question, dig into the, the and, and research the topic or the area of, of what you're exploring, frame a hypothesis, test it with an experiment, analyse the results and determine your conclusions. And rinse and repeat as much as you need to to, mm. to develop and, and refine the problem to solve. Excellent. Stu, what are some of the risks in this stage or in this posture of leadership, what are some of the risks yeah. that we potentially run into? The risks that can derail you from moving to the next phase or the next stage of growth and therefore the next posture of leadership. The first risk that you've got to watch out for is failing to commit. And we've all met these people, entrepreneurs that, that are onto the next 10th, 20th, 30th idea. The George Costanzas, Costanzas of the world who uh, fail to commit. And uh, I hope we I can may say have that. been guilty of this in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Is this confession time? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there are things that you go, yeah, let's not commit to that. Yeah, but then yeah. there are other things that I reckon, had we committed to, um, who knows what we'd be doing? Uh, we'd be doing a podcast about those things, mm. uh, but so good we didn't. But yeah, the the big risk here is if you fail to commit, and so you've got to build some criteria around what success looks like at this stage. Um, what market is big enough? What problem is big enough? What 
what's worth committing to because you 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 actually have to commit mm. and you you don't even need perfection uh you don't even need close to perfection you just need a big ass problem that you don't know the answer to but you think people are going to want to pay money for and if you've got a hypothesis and you've tested that then great but if you fail to commit on that and get caught by the shiny bright new toys and ideas that come along then you're going to be in this perpetual state of moving to the next thing Mm. it's 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 the guy that comes up with a business idea and then gets distracted by cryptocurrency or ai or this or real estate or you know whatever it might be you're speaking Um, to my soul man (laughs) (laughs) that's right there's a whole bunch of people driving along in their cars right now starting to cry pause (laughs) if you are that person Uh, hit the little rewind 30 seconds and replay that you you have to you have to scale one thing really really well and exit it or delegate it until you move on to the next and uh so you got to commit uh and you know sometimes we're not good at that yeah uh so uh, don't be uh, – who was it? Matthew McConaughey in Failure to Launch. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> be Jeff Bezos who committed to uh, building a business and stuck at it. And uh, so the other um, is being unpredictable and the two mm. kind of lead into each other. If you fail to commit, then you breed unpredictability and that's not good. People don't like unpredictability. They don't like – oh, last week I met you and we had coffee and you were doing this and now you seem to be doing that and next week you're doing something different and uh, what's going on? Are you all right? Like, you know, people are going to get standoffish. You actually want to find the problem, commit to the problem because you you want to lead yourself to this this valuable problem because the very next thing you need to do is galvanize other people around you, which is for next topic. But mm-hmm. if you if you are unpredictable and difficult through this stage, you know, the crazy genius moving on to the next idea, uh, you're not going to be able to build and establish the skills for the next stage of growth. Excellent, Stu. All right. So we've done must-do actions, rewards, risks. Let's talk about learning outcomes for this stage. Yeah. Well, there will be many, but we think um, – we think there's four big ones, and these are in not not a priority order or a chronological order. These are just four big outcomes that you should get. The first is that you will learn to listen well, and you will learn to listen well by listening to your customers or potential customers, the people who have the pain, because you need to listen. You need to shut up and listen. And uh, we have a great episode on listening. Uh, go back I don't know, four or five or six episodes in, uh, I think it was one of the last episodes of season one. And I, I chatted to a, just a, a beautiful man in the UK who's a listening coach. Jump on and listen to that, that episode on listening. You'll pick up some awesome skills. The second, and by the way, that listening well is a skill you'll take and build upon for every other posture of leadership. Mm, yep. uh, the, the outcomes are cumulative. Let me just say that. Um, the other outcome is the self-discipline, the mindset of self-discipline to, to practice the scientific method, to pursue the destination of finding a valuable problem. It's not overreaching and doing things outside of that, that, that goal. Your goal is to find a valuable problem, to execute the scientific method, to find that niche. And so the great outcome is you will have learned the self-discipline of leading yourself. 
You'll have found your circadian rhythms. You'll have found the way you work well. You'll have started to discover some of your strengths. Uh, you will have uh, the beginning of a foundational mindset for strong leadership. The net net of all that is you'll come out with good research skills, uh, which you will use for the rest of your leadership life. Mm. Uh, and that's fundamental. You don't need to be a guru in research. Uh, you don't need to you know, have a doctorate in whatever. In fact, probably best you don't. Uh, sorry, academics. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to have the foundations of good research skills. And one of those skills that will be most important as a learning outcome is the skill of ideation. How can we develop ideas, um, assess ideas, refine the ones that we think are worth prioritising and keep or discard uh, ideas? And that, that skill of ideation, which makes me think we should do a whole podcast on, uh, there could be a whole series on that, but the mm. skill of ideation is, is the skill you'll bring out because you won't, you won't find this valuable niche on your own. Although you're probably working on your own or maybe with one other person at this stage, you will draw other people into the conversation and, and you'll want to ideate with others, uh, potentially even customers. So the big learning outcomes you have, one, listening skills, two, the self-discipline and the early mindset to lead yourself, which will lead into leading others, and then two, core research skills that you can teach others as you grow your organisation and ideation skills so that you can build that as a skill into your future team. Awesome. So we have the growth stage, the initial uh, startup stage, I guess, if you like, of an organization. Um, Mm. The posture that we need to take as a leader is the curious leader. Our must-do actions are to lead yourself and find a valuable problem worth solving. Mm. Worth solving. Uh, Our our rewards are that we discover and explore new opportunities and we find a niche. Our Mm. risks are that sometimes we fail to commit. Um, and we can tend to be a little bit unpredictable. But the learning outcomes are that we learn great listening skills, we develop self-discipline, we build on our ability to research and come up with great ideas. Is that a pretty good summary of the Curious Leader Stew? Uh, nailed it, nailed it. Nailed I'll, it. I'll, I'll remember to ask you next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember to prepare <laughs> my notes and, and if, better. If you could um, throw, throw a glass of water through the video screen, you'd do it. <laughs> excellent. All right. So next episode, we're going to talk about mm. identity uh, and the persistent leader. Um, mm. But that's next episode. We Actually, yeah. So let's wrap this one up, Stu. Um, thanks so much. That's really great insight. And look, we hope these conversations are really helpful for you. Our goal is actually just to help you make business improvement business as usual. 